0: Suns country. Let's ride. How about those Phoenix Suns tonight? On a Friday night, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. Both teams enter three and one. Only one leaves four and one. And guess what, Matthew?
1: That's your Phoenix (sighs) Suns. The crowd goes crazy, huh? (laughs) The fans go crazy. That's what we want, you know? Uh, Yeah, dude it was a it was a win but something mm-hmm. happened that we're not going to be too happy about
0: yeah we'll see i mean we'll see though right i th- I think with th- there's a lot of opportunity on this team there's a lot of great veteran players on this team and you know that thing you're referencing i assume is the deandre Ayton going down with the ankle injury correct
1: no i actually i ran out of lotion oh that <laughs> yeah. sucks midnight target experience. run you know <laughs>
0: You know, I, I was t- I was talking to somebody today at work, and they were that one person was asking another person for lotion. I don't know if I've ever put lotion on in my life.
1: I'm just oh, not a haven't. lotion.
0: Yeah, it's not I'll like do you I have on like your head. A, no, no. Dude, <laughs> okay. gross! It would it would clog my pores. Do you put <laughs> okay. lotion on your head? No, no. I just
1: thought you do that on your bald head or something. Yeah, you got to get it nice and shiny.
0: <laughs> no, just not a not a lotion wearer, <laughs> okay. I guess. You know, okay. so. You know, the more, you know, know about me, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it, it, it's a, a Friday night. And Matthew, I think we can both agree. Uh, how great is it not to see those orange crush jerseys tonight?
1: <laughs> oh, beautiful. The Friday orange. That was the worst. It that's was. The reason we suck last year is because we had to wear those every Friday. Very disappointing. I mean, yeah. that's the way that's why we ended so badly. It wasn't a sucky year, but it Boy. kind of built up to the end
0: you you take a look at it I don't have the stat in front of me and I'm not going to take the time to research it but the Suns only lost what 18 games last year 22 what was it 18 18 yeah I swear like 13 of those came on a Friday night so yeah always so it's nice to get a win on a Friday night it's (laughs) nice to play a team like the New Orleans Pelicans one of those teams that a lot of the national pundits are really getting behind right As, as well they should the team has a competitive nature they got Willie Green coaching them obviously they were down Zion and Brandon Ingram tonight uh, but they're a deep team and you know the Phoenix Suns handled business tonight and and that's all you can ask for for this team you know there's nothing worse than going out and then, oh they lost without their best players like the Phoenix Suns didn't let that happen tonight which I appreciate
1: yeah I was worried a little bit but um they did come out they did, they made sure to kind of end it in the third quarter in the third yes. quarter you kind of felt it was over kind of early um and you know if you're to watch this game you didn't know anything about basketball I feel like the Pelicans still look like the better team at times, just physically. They look like a more intimidating team than the well, sun. Cause they got, valentinos. they have that going for them. Yeah. And they just, everyone on there is big. I feel like everyone yeah. on that team is like six ten to seven feet.
0: Yeah. And long. And I mean, mm-hmm. that was the challenge we faced when we went against this team in the playoffs last season was they were just so long, so physical uh, dominated us uh, from a rebounding standpoint, but we'll delve all in, into all of that because that narrative did not exist in this game. The Suns out-rebounded and We killed them. points in the paint, and our bench did fantastic as well. So plenty to talk about on another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. We thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day after the Suns win to come watch this thing live, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or if you're listening to this thing while you're doing your yard work on a Sunday afternoon, maybe even a Saturday afternoon. If you're listening to the pod, just stay straight, okay? Stay straight in your lines as you mow the lawn. Nothing's worse than you look back and you you're crooked or you or, or make up your pick, make, make sure you pick up the dog shit first. You ever mowed <laughs> over dog shit, Matthew?
1: Probably, yeah. Ruins your days.
0: All of a sudden you're mowing and you're just like, Never you know, noticed. you got the thing going. The smell of fresh cut grass in the fall and all of a sudden just boom turtle shit.
1: I mean, we all run over oh, turtles. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> what are you talking about turtle shit though? Like <laughs> I was talking about little dog poop out there that's already hard. It's already in the it's in the bag. Quick, it's like whoop. Right in the bag. It doesn't ruin it's, anything. Yeah, it doesn't
0: it doesn't even get cut. No, I got I got a I got a, <laughs> I got a massive silkata tortoise out back, and that thing yeah. just is like it's like horse shit. And all of a sudden you it'll blend into the grass and then you <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. But if you're watching along live, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening, give us a five star review or not. I don't care. Just enjoy the content. We enjoy making it for you. So Matthew, I know you're celebrating you're having a celebratory beer on this Friday night. Yeah. Uh what do you got?
1: I got here a Bud uh, Bud Light. Oh, dude! It's looks- in a, oh, it's in a green canister though, so the green screen—you can't see it.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. If you're watching yeah. on live, you can't see it. Yeah. Well, I've got myself one of these things. It's called a Black Shark Taint IPA. It's nine percent alcohol by volume, and it tastes like the piss from a dehydrated construction worker. So I'm looking forward to popping this bad boy open. Drink them if you got him, Suns <laughs> fans. Lord knows we've earned it. Ooh, yeah, let's, let's get this construction worker piss and uh, cheers. Let's talk about another <laughs> Phoenix Suns victory. Game three of a six-game homestand, take on the New Orleans Pelicans, second consecutive game wearing those sweet, sweet sunburst jerseys. Uh, They defeat the Pelicans by a final score of 124 to 111, which, as always, brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. Were you kind of disappointed that the Pels were not at full strength coming into this game tonight, knowing that Zion Williamson is out with a, I looks like a tailbone injury, and Brandon Ingram they say is concussed, but I suspect they just didn't want to bring him into Phoenix because they know if he comes here, he might end up staying here forever.
1: <laughs> he might stay, huh? Yeah, yeah. that's that's one reason to not play him here. Uh, you know what? We have to get used to this. This is what's going to start the talk You know, throughout the season. Everyone's going to be sitting. Everyone's going to be hurt. All this stuff we went through the first week where it's kind of like it hasn't been brought up, but I feel like every year it starts at some point where we start talking about these nationally televised games that are thrown on there. And you know, you get kind of shit games because everyone's out. So I bet you anything starting Monday, we're going to be talking about this. Zion will probably be back Monday, but who knows how consistently he can play, but I'm going to, I'm just going to be used to it. I I'm just like, we did this last year where the Suns won a ton of games and they beat a lot of teams without their full strength. And it's just like, we got lucky. Now Aiden went down tonight, so we'll see how long he's going to be out. Mm -hmm. But it's just part of the NBA. The Suns were so lucky last year not to have any issues. So every other team has issues where it comes to injuries and just kind of resting their players. Let's get used to it, man, because it's going to be happening all year long.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll push back a little bit. I mean, the Phoenix Suns had their fair share of injuries last year, too. I mean, Chris Paul was out a chunk of time. We had Booker out a couple times uh, during the season, Aiton was out a couple times. Cam Johnson was out for like 25 games. So regardless of what happens, you're going to run into these games. You you should win these games. I mean, if you're the Phoenix Suns, you're trying to win every game. And I'll tell you this, like, I'm not disappointed that I'm not seeing Brandon Ingram or I'm not seeing Zion Williamson because the Suns will play this team again and they'll be there. So take advantage of it. I'll tell you this, if I was at the game, I'd probably be a little disappointed because part of the yeah. fun of going to a game is seeing the opposition and seeing them in person, right? Like I saw Giannis Antetokounmpo play in his probably his second year, and it was just mm-hmm. an amazing mm-hmm. game. And, you know, I've seen Jordan play. Uh, you and I have seen LeBron play, and literally walk off the court during a playoff game, one of <laughs> or just not even
1: walk, ones. or just stand, just stand there. Just stand there. there. <laughs> we saw that that, that happened.
0: Just mean mugging his team. You know, so yeah, that, from a fan experience when you go to the game and you you look up and you see that Zion's not playing, you see that Brandon Ingram's not playing. Yeah, it hurts a little bit because you do want to watch some of the elite players. That's what you're paying your good hard earned money for. But from watching from afar, watching it through the television set, watching a little bit on ESPN, the majority on Bally Sports Arizona, I don't give a shit. We're going to end up seeing these guys. And to your point, Matthew, we're not always going to be healthy either as a team. Take a watch. Which brings me to my first topic of the game, DeAndre Ayton, 7 minutes, 42 seconds played in this game, he was 2-4 from the field, 4 points, 3 assists, on a jumper, he twisted his ankle, Matthew, when you saw it happen, did you think that, hey, this is going to be one of those things where uh, he's just limping off, he's going to kind of come back into the game, did you think it was something more serious, Uh, what was kind of your first take as we saw DeAndre Ayton ultimately exit this game and not return Mm -hmm. after the first quarter?
1: Yeah, no, I thought that I thought that um he was gonna come right back in, but then Bombo comes in. I'm like, okay, it's it's a little bit more serious than that. Uh, Dwayne Rankin did release like a little mini article just saying he's not gonna come back in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I think it's better to be safe than sorry because you know you're already going against the Pelicans team that's short, short staffed. We'll just say that. Yeah, there you so, go. <laughs> so they're they're gonna get the win. I'm not saying it's just like, you know, tonight take the night off, and who knows he might be back next game on Sunday, but that could be the case uh the thing is like with the ankle like aiden had this before and i forget how long he was out but he was out for a little bit of time but it's the best thing though in the back of my mind is like get it over with early if it's gonna happen but then mentally i start thinking about mentally for aiden he's gonna be okay when he comes back he's gonna play hard knowing that he has ankle issues because that's tough like when he goes up for that jump shot you know and he comes down on Valatunas' feet like that's a jump shot it's not playing tough in the paint you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that might freak him out a little bit more towards the end of the year when he comes back that's the one thing i'm worried about but coming back i don't think it didn't look like something that's going to be too long right
0: yeah I, I don't think it didn't look like a high ankle sprain or anything like that it looked like it was a little ankle tweak and i think that you know the phoenix suns again they're they're on a six game home stand this is game 3 they've got a game against the rockets on or this is game 2 right game 2 game 3 mm-hmm. Whatever uh, they got a game. They got a game against yeah. the Rockets. Then they got uh, a game against the the uh, Timberwolves and then two against the Blazers. So this is game two. So game two of a six game homestand. So take, take it easy. You know, this is the regular season. You yeah. don't need to run him out there hobbling around, potentially hurting himself worse, knowing that he's going against Jonas Valanciunas. This is a player who Deandre Ayton has had a hard time against. If you were to ask me who the two guys that he probably has the hardest time in the NBA against, I'd say probably Jonas Valanciunas, number one, and Yusef Nurkic, number two. You can, Yusef Nurkic, he's got twice later next week. So if this is something where it's like, listen, take some time, DA, feel better, this is not where we have a deficiency on our staff. right? Like The backup power forward was the question coming into this season. The backup point guard, can Cameron Payne live up to the expectations? That was a question mark coming up to the, into the season. Knowing that you have Bismack Biombo, knowing that you have Jock Landell, you're not worried necessarily in an, in the season format. If this was in the series in the playoffs, yes, it's something way more uh, has a lot more weight to it, if you will. But I think that play it safe. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him on, uh, on uh, Sunday against Houston, but we'll see again. I don't think it was overly uh, serious relative to being an injury. That's going to last a long time. What was interesting to me in this game, and, and perhaps it's because Jonas Valanciunas and the length of this team is we didn't see Dario at all, and that kind of sucks. You know, is that guy ever going to play again, man? Remember Dario? No, he's not. No, <laughs> no
1: he's, he's not. Gone. Tonight would have been the night he plays, or even next game. If if Aiden comes out, he's not playing. Biombo has to start, which I loved him coming out with us in the second half with the first unit. That was awesome. So we're gonna see that probably in the in the next game. But then I would love to see Dario because I mean, there's there's spots for him now. There's place. There's like the actual minutes out there for him to take. But he sits over there, and I don't know how long. I always am just looking at him, and I feel bad for the dude because I know how badly he wants to play, and he's just sitting there looking like like Goron from uh you know uh, Mortal Kombat Mortal whatever Kombat. his name is. Yeah, like he just I'm just I feel bad for the dude, dude. He wants to get some minutes. He had like two minutes this year. Um, he has to be on the trading block because there's no other explanation. Because I know Monty liked him. Like you know Monty liked. He's a connector of the second unit. He was. So was. I don't know. Was
0: and, and, and this is the only Phoenix Suns podcast that you're going to come to. And we're going to sit there after beating up on the on the Clippers and then beating up on the Warriors and then beating up on the Pelicans and beating already the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that mm-hmm. we're going to sit here and spend this much time actually talking about Dario Sarge. <laughs> you know, what was exciting, though, obviously, is, you know, knowing that DeAndre Ayton's out of the game, knowing that the, the Suns have the depth necessary to be successful in this situation is we got to see a guy who it was about time we saw him this season he got some plays biz biz i mean bismack Biombo was absolutely paramount to the success of the phoenix suns tonight plain and simple uh, 23 minutes played 5 of 7 from the field uh, 11 total points 13 rebounds four of those on the offensive end uh, he did have the five personal fouls, but that's what you want from your backup center, man. And it's interesting how Monty Williams, you know, you'd think it was like a hierarchy thing, right? Okay, Aiton, it's been Aiton and Landau all season, right? So Landau yeah. continues to be the bench guy. Busy come out, comes out and he gets pretty much all of the minutes that DeAndre Aiton has and pretty much mirrors the minutes of Jonas Valanciunas except for a little bit in the fourth quarter uh how great was it to see Bismack Biombo out there and how good did he look in that
1: that stop that sunburst jersey man god it dude, looked good I was thinking the same thing maybe four or five times every time I saw him I'm like looking at the girls in the crowd seeing their eyeballing them because did you ever do that you ever watch the players walk by and see who's looking at them like up and down like the players mm-hmm. do that. the players all the time and I was just thinking I'm like dude this guy really pulls the jersey off nice uh nice fit but he was excited to come in he was standing over there out of bounds dancing around putting on his mentholatum or whatever he was doing over there i don't know what he was doing but him and paul together on the court they have such a special connection man like talk about a connector like he yeah he absolutely he does everything right at the center position even passing out of the paint his passes are nice like he can connect one side to the other just like that and he comes in plays big minutes against big dudes hermaphrodites out there the first actual shot from biombo is an alley-oop that he just throws over the top of him yep. and every time i see biombo i'm always thinking i'm like he always plays better than the way he looks like when he comes out it's like uh, you know it's like i don't know what to expect from this dude i mean we don't think that anymore but if you're watching the game for the first time it's say like, oh biombo doesn't seem threatening no, seems like a confident little dude. bunny hook right <laughs> when you see that you're like okay but then that's falling when that's falling it's the end oh he's unstoppable he, then yeah yeah and and the paint, everything he does switching on defense really a great night and it's a night where you're playing against one of the biggest teams in the league mm-hmm. and he comes in as that he's pretty dominant for what he is like for coming off the bench and playing at such short notice that that, that much minutes it was pretty dominant from him tonight, man. He did a fucking great job. And you know what? We're not going to get it every night. But then the nights he does give it, it's like when we need it, he's always there, it seems like. a
0: oh, 100%. And I think that you know what's important to understand when Biambo comes in the game is there's a shift in the way that the defense is going to approach the center position, right? Like DeAndre Ayton is known as being somebody who can dominate the interior, right? He's somebody who the opposition is going to pay attention to on the defensive end. So when you have Chris Paul dive into the basket, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges on that amazing alley-oop, the defender sags off of Busy because they're going to try to double team or try to deter the shot of whoever's driving at the lane. So Busy's getting a lot of lobs and easy points that way because simply the fact that he's not DeAndre Ayton and they, the opposition hasn't really thought about, okay, maybe I need to box out on this guy because he is a great uh uh, Ali and finisher you know I mean that that's one of his yes. attributes he can play some great defense he's got that funny looking hook shot but he's definitely somebody who can finish around the rim and when you have him come in and the opposition is not ready for it like tonight it, it worked in the Suns favor now we've seen it in the past and there's been busy games where he goes out there and he just he does some boneheaded things and we saw some of those those things tonight right there's some plays on Jonas Valanciunas where it's like you know what he just he got dominated uh, but it wasn't consistent, I feel. I feel like he really did a good job. Like, Jonas had to do everything he can to get his 25 and 10 tonight. Everything he had to. He, he had to pull out all the tricks. He had to earn those those points. Whereas, you know, Busy, with the way that he plays defense, the way that he plays offense, it was just something that uh I think Monty Williams did a fantastic job coaching tonight. I really do. Because he played Busy when he needed to, and then he knew that, hey, if I stick with Jock Landell, I'm going to have – Somebody who is a connector on that side of the ball, on that side, with that unit, with that team. And that's been productive thus far this season. And he didn't disrupt that chemistry uh, just because Aiton went down. He's like, okay, well, next man up in the depth chart says, according to my chart, he's next. So I go with him. I'm going to put in Bismack Beyond Bone Busy because he's a veteran guy can stand up and live up to those minutes.
1: Yeah, and Monty did a great job. You're right. The only thing is like he doesn't pull the guys out soon enough. I feel like in the fourth, like, I feel like two, two minutes more. Yeah, two minutes is like take him out. He waits like a minute thirty, but I know it's like just 40 or 30 seconds or whatever. But I'm just like, dude, like you never know what's gonna happen. But obviously, like Booker wasn't really feeling this tonight. You know what I mean? Like the other team pulls their starters and Mikhail's getting a dunk on their on their second units. Like, you can't really celebrate. The game's over, you know what I mean? Why is Mikhail still in the game? So that stuff kind of like freaks me out a little bit. Um, and really quick, shout out Parker Hines. Love the background. Let's see, this is actually a background from at Suns Illustrated. His illustrations are pretty insane. So, yeah, he does he some fantastic stuff. stuff. Yeah. So.
0: Um, and There's, shout out Thomas Dinet, one of our both Parker Hines and Thomas Dinet Elite Jamsters. If you want to become an Elite Jamster, hit the join button on YouTube. Probably from the desktop computer because I don't think it works on the app. He goes, I was terrified of the bench before the season. Now. It's all good. Thomas, I'm right there with you. Yeah. That was my number one concern entering this season was the effectiveness of this bench. And you take a look at tonight, and I can – it's it's hard to do the math because there's so many numbers, but if I look at the way that the Pelicans performed from their bench unit, 11, 13, 15, 21 points from their bench unit. The Phoenix Suns, there's 25, 30, 41, 52 to 54 to 21 i think is what i came up with 54 points from this bench unit 54 Mm -hmm. points and i mean that's something that again i was really scared of coming into this season and the chemistry that they're playing with the hustle that they're playing with both sides of the ball the way they're playing has been nothing short of just fantastic early on this season matthew
1: yeah, the I mean, the first unit came into the game, they looked fantastic. Then towards the end of the first, they were just terrible. They were just yeah. out they were outsized, and everything they were shooting was from the outside. They started the game just making everything at the rim, a lot of fast breaks. And then the second unit comes in, in the second quarter, they go on a 10-0 run. They, it's Craig and, and Payne who are back. I mean, it's been back-to-back-to-back games where they look really solid. And they hand Chris Paul like a two-point lead when Paul comes back in. So they were down about six or seven. And then by the time Paul comes back in, they have a lead. Like that's awesome. And I think Craig and Payne are really leading that second unit. Of course, you got Jock. And of course, you got this like it's like endless now, right? It seems like it. Because when I'm watching the Pelicans, I'm thinking like I'm kind of intimidated by this team because a lot of these guys are the bench unit starting. But then when I'm looking at the Suns, I'm like, I don't know what to expect. But tonight just kind of solidified. <clears throat> excuse me that they are kind of back like almost 100% because you want to see it consistently right mm-hmm. and it's been three games where they've looked really good and they're in sync and they're carrying this team when they need to be carried so they're doing everything that you want um, I couldn't be more excited really for especially Cameron Payne and, and Tori Craig well and to
0: that point you take a look at the Sun starters and their plus minus Mikael Bridges a minus one Cam Johnson a minus two DA for his short period of time played was a minus four D book was a plus four and Chris Paul was a minus three. But Torrey Craig was a plus seven. Cameron Payne was a plus 16. Uh, Jock Landell was a plus 18. Landry Shamet was a plus 13. And uh, Damian Lee, who played 15 minutes tonight, was a plus 20. It was definitely the bench unit that came in and dominated this game. Uh, to your point, Matthew, for the third consecutive game in a row, you know, offensively, they've been an aberration. Defensively, we knew had they had the ability. It's something that we saw early on, and with like the Dallas game, we saw that it's like okay, they might not try to outscore you, but they're definitely going to try to pester you and negate your the opposition's second team unit from scoring. But they're doing that while they're scoring right now. That's why those plus minuses are so high. So again, let's let's start recognizing some of those guys.
1: It comes to play.
0: Cameron Payne tonight, he played a a total of 17 minutes. He was 5 of 10 from the field, including 2 of 3 from 3. And those are wide-open threes, and I love that. When you're getting that wide open, it means you're executing your offense very, very well. He had 5 assists and 12 points, uh, looking very quick, very spry, if you will. Looking like the campaign of two years ago. And I love seeing it, Matthew. I love seeing it.
1: Yeah, and he was wearing the wire tonight, too, for ESPN. He was mic'd up. You know, I don't know if the players like that or not, but he was mic'd up on the floor and he has quite the personality, right? Like he is like, I guess he's the other funny guy, him and Mikhail. They always go back and forth. But anyways, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what the hell he says on the floor, even though they always show like little snips of shit you don't even care about. Yeah. Um,
0: Get but- back on D. <laughs> Get back on D. I got him. Yeah, I got yeah. him. Thanks yeah, it's that. always the Thanks worst that, stuff. ESPN. You wasted yeah, all that yeah. time and money to mic a guy up and that's all we got. Like, <laughs> I'm
1: open. Yeah, it's the worst, dude. But yeah, another good game, man. Him, Juice, uh, him, and uh, Jock like they play very, very well together, man. I don't know what happened, what was said to Payne, but he is still going towards the basket. He had one play where he kind of hit the side of the rim, it was a bad angle, but he got it back and he hit Juice on the little um, underneath the basket of Juice, like just dunked it in his awareness like you know he's gonna fuck up on the play he gets the ball back and then makes a play after that like that's that's huge because the thing is with campaign we always talk about his confidence and he can get down on himself so if he makes a play like that usually slugging his shoulders going all the way back down the floor but he's been like he's been feeling good dude like he's been having like some baby blood or something because he just looks good out there (laughs) he looks a lot better than he has like last season man he looks he looks healthy yes
0: you know, and you take a look at uh, the team overall, the the second team unit, if you will, their bench unit through their first five games now, they're seventh in the league when it comes to fewest turnovers. And I think that's something that's absolutely paramount for this team. And they're fourth in the league in plus-minus, averaging, uh, what, plus 4-2? Let me, let, me, let me pull up the total here. Their total so far in the season from a plus-minus is they're plus 21 on the season. Uh, and, and again, I think that turnover thing is very valuable. What killed campaign last year is he'd have a couple bad shots and then he'd just throw the ball away. And next thing you know, he's hanging his head to your point. He's one of those guys who has a lot of personality and when lives his, his heart's on his sleeve at all times, you know, exactly where you stand with Cameron Payne. And when he has those games in which he's thrown up a couple bad shots and he throws away the ball a couple times, he's hanging his head. You know, it's not going to be a good night. We've, we've yet to see that from campaign. We've the confidence. We see the quickness. We see the speed. He had hamstring issues last year that he doesn't have those issues now. And to your point, it's like, he's chugging that baby blood and he's <laughs> popping right past the defender. And then he's making accurate passes. He's not turning the ball over all the time. And now we don't have to worry about him, you know, getting down and he's leading this second team offense. And again, expanding those leads. And the other guy who's just absolutely shocked me so far. And I love this. I love being shocked. Cause I talked to talk shit about these guys before the season. It's Cameron Payne and Torrey Craig, the juice. So. Corey Craig tonight was absolutely fantastic, especially in that first half. Uh, he played 17 minutes. He was six of six from the field. One for one, obviously, from beyond the arc. 13 points, had two assists, had six total rebounds. And you look at his second quarter, he had six points. In his first quarter, he had five points. He was the guy who kind of kept the Suns in the game. And that's what a team is. A team is when the bench guys come in, one guy gets hot, they ride that guy, he keeps them in the game. And he's the one who helped the Suns bounce back from that, First quarter in which they were down 27-21, to 21. they shot 40% from the field and 11% from beyond the arc, whereas the Pelicans shot 45% from beyond the arc in that first quarter. And Torrey Craig's kind of the guy who steadied the boat and let the offense kind of come to him and was a lot of high-efficiency shots and looked absolutely fantastic night on both sides of the floor.
1: Yeah, no one can outmuscle this dude tonight. Like, he was, no matter who was down there, he was taking the ball from them and just putting it back up he's unstoppable like he, he is sharing the baby blood with pain right now he's a putback king he definitely is a guy that comes in now and is not just like lost he's, ex- yes. he's doing exactly what he wants to do out there on the court the confidence on him is huge and i was thinking like i just got on tiktok because we're doing the tiktok stuff now mm-hmm. and i guess like tupac's like alive i don't know i keep getting stuff yeah, about him tupac's but alive. Every, every time i get those tiktoks i'm like oh dude like I just think about juice and I think about how awesome he's been for this team and how now, now that trades make him more sense. I think we can all excuse last season's ending and anybody we got, you know, after the trade deadline, everything that kind of happened, it's like, all right, you know, whatever was going on, whatever we just forget about it because this is the juice that we traded for. And he got his drop back. I don't know if there's anything else he wanted. I thought he would just oh, get his drop back and like, just be like, eh, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'll show you know, up every now it. and then. You know, I'm good.
0: You know, sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not, but at least I got my drop back. Like I don't have the old Friday drop that John created before the season to kind of diss me a little bit, you know. And and Coach yeah. Fallen Founder in the chat. Uh shout out another elite jamster. Chilled Monkey Brains. Let's do an Indiana Jones reference that rather than baby blood. LOL. Uh when we talk about the juice, it might be baby blood. It's just unfortunate. It's just one of We don't make the rules. We just we're here to report. We're definitely to report. Uh Mike in the chat says still no genitalia reference voida he's close, close. he's close to being B- big cock craig i'm just saying like he's right there one more of these performances he might be big cock craig i'm just saying <laughs> just 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 throwing it <laughs> out there for everybody you know i'm just you know just, just kind of calling calling it as i see it uh on the other side of the coin tonight you look at the performance of our MVP, the man the myth the legend Devin booker big dick Booker. You know the Phoenix Suns win tonight by 13 points. Devin Booker goes six of 14 from the field for 16 points. He has four assists. He's got five total rebounds. Just an off night for Devin Booker, and the and the team wins by 13. They lose DeAndre Ayton. They win by 13. You know what would you see from Devin Booker? Was it he was rushing a shot too much or? I mean, this is a team that literally was blitzing him every time he had the ball right off, right from the jump, outside of the first play of the game, where it was like a tip to him, he caught, he's like, oh shit, I'm wide open, layup." and then like from then on, it was like blitzes the entire game.
1: Yeah, he was like running into walls, and like last last season in the playoffs when we played the Pelicans, he started off the first two games, he was amazing until he got hurt, so it's not really like the size thing, that didn't... I wasn't really thinking that going into this game, but then when I watched it, I'm like, they were blitzing him. The double teams would come quick. Him passing out of it was still just an issue. It's like he would just wait, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know why he's taking so long, and then all of a sudden, like, the Pelicans will kind of, like, retreat and leave him. I'm like, why are you leaving him? Like, he's not passing the ball up. Yeah. Like they had him where they wanted him, but he was just running into wall tonight, man. He had a lot of good looks that were in and out early in the game. Third quarter, he had like that little spurt where he scored six straight points. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't his night. Even like towards the end of the game, he had one play where he wasn't even playing defense in Alvarado, and Alvarado just went right past him. He's like, Oh, my bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just it was a total I've never seen Booker really this this way where he was just kind of lackluster and he seemed like he just not that he didn't care, but it just seemed like it was like uh he was like fuck, I'm gonna get fucked all night. Like I'm not gonna be able to do shit. But then he couldn't get going early, so maybe that threw him off too. It was a very weird game by him, but we had four really great games by him. If we were to get five consistently fantastic games, that would have been crazy. So just look forward to the next game. He'll get his 30 points.
0: Yeah, especially against the Rockets. Uh, no, I mean, it's clear. New Orleans is a team that played against Devin Booker in the playoffs last year. They're coached by Willie Green, who knows Devin Booker very, very well. And they purposefully had a game plan that said, you know what? If we lose tonight, it's not because Devin Booker lit us up. It's not because we let Devin Booker comfortably get to his spots and he didn't all night. He was not comfortable and they did a good job of that. But to that point, because I love that they did this to him, by the way, I love that they did this because the more Devin Booker sees this, the better he gets at navigating it. And we've already seen it thus far this season. The game winning shot against the Golden state warriors by Damian Lee was directly a result of a double team blitz by the Mavericks in that moment. And he navigated it correctly he's continuing to navigate these things correctly as as the opposition is throwing them at him through different spurts throughout the game, right? And in a game in which they lived doing it, he had to take a, a step back and assist uh, his teammates in setting them up for success, and they took advantage of it tonight. And that's the key. Back in the day, back in like 2017, 2018, whenever they blitzed Booker, man, one, he didn't really know what to do, and two, neither did his teammates. And I I still can't help yeah. it, you know. I mean, the Phoenix Suns. This is a pretty much our fourth consecutive season where we're we're a good team. Three seasons ago, or four seasons ago, whatever the Ricky Rubio year, we were a damn good team and we missed the playoffs by a Karis Levert jumper, right? The next year we go to the finals. The next year we win sixty four games, and then this year we look great again. And Devin Booker's evolution is obviously a big part of that, but so are the assets around him. So are the growth of the players around him, and seeing him navigate those, knowing that he just he's going to have an off night. Because they're specifically trying to do it. They, they forced him into five turnovers. I think it's what it was, five turnovers. And you know what? We still win by 13. Not every team's going to have the, the, uh, the personnel to do that. The Pelicans have the personnel to do that. They have the length and the athleticism to do that to Devin Booker. And ultimately, uh, it hurt him, but it, it helped the team. Because the other guys had an opportunity to get involved, and they executed
1: Yeah, and he comes into these games, man, and he is just like, I might just take this over. Like that's what it seems like, right? He's like, let me see where I am, and if I can get going early. And I think the Pelicans really are just like, let's not have that happen. Let's take him out of it because the way he destroyed him in the first two games, the last, uh, the last playoffs, I was like, dude, like he can get a shot against anybody, big, tall, strong, blonde, brunette, whatever you are, he's gonna get the shot over you. No,
0: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And a guy who took advantage of this tonight. Was the warden the warden? Mikhail Bridges, 31 minutes, 27 points, 10 of 13 from the field. 10 of 13, that sounds like a DeAndre Ayton kind of stat line. No, this is your starting small forward. He was three of five from beyond the arc. He had two rebounds, he had four assists, but he had four stocks, one steal, four blocks in this game. And as much as we've talked about thus far earlier this season, that Mikhail Bridges is somebody who has been kind of hit and miss. You see him, you don't see him. He was definitely present in this game, Matthew.
1: He was. You know, Aiden's down. You just talked about how Devin Booker, like, he has teammates that can help him out of pickles where he gets double teamed. Then they, when Aiden goes down, it's like, who's going to help Booker step up? It's not going to be Chris Paul right now. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Paul, of course, mm-hmm. saw a game last game. But, you know, who else is going to be the guy? It was Mikael. Like, he was – he just – he took it upon himself to help. And a lot of it was fast breaks. Like, him and Cameron Johnson, and twins. they were – dude, they were <laughs> well seriously done. like – Yeah, I, I couldn't wait to do that. Like you That's never, my one you, favorite you, thing You never plot. play
0: drops. So, whatever you do, like, it, it surprises me and it makes Feels me smile. so good. I <laughs> get does, chills. <laughs>
1: Him him and Cameron Johnson, dude. They were I, Cameron Johnson, I don't know. But Mikhail, dude, him him on the fast break tonight was awesome. Like oh, the yeah. follow shot he had, I think, in the third quarter was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great defense on Column. I, uh, I think he only had um 17 points tonight. I have to double check. For column. Yeah. Did C-J- I just call him Column?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, you, you gave up on the Mick part. You're just like <laughs> Column. Column later.
1: Points. Yeah, couple of block of ni- shots. Six, six,
0: six of nineteen uh shooting for, McCall, for for Column. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> two block shots by McHale, and another and one right should have been a block that they called for a foul.
1: Yeah, You, you did s- right call him, but still, dude, it was 15 points in the first half, and I was I was like, where the fuck did those points come from? I didn't remember when they happened. I just that's the way it is with McHale. Like it's a sneaky. Like anytime he gets a lot of points in a game, in a half. And I'm watching the game. I have the hardest time keeping up. Maybe he's just too quick for me. Maybe I go to the bathroom and he scores them all in that time. I think he did hit a three when I went to the bathroom, but like 15 points. Where did those come from? But a lot of it was just effort on both ends paying off, dude. Because they had, they went on that streak in the third where Mikhail, I think he had a steal, he had a layup, then he came back down, a block. I don't know. It was like three or four consecutive possessions, both offense and defense, where he just was making a difference. And it was him. And then it ended with like that Chris Paul miss. And then there was like a timeout, but that was all McHale. And that's like really where the game was like, all right, this game's over. It was a third. I think they were only up by 12, but you could tell the momentum swung and they had that bench. that can back them up. They had the starting lineup playing great without Deandre Aiden. So you knew it was already over. And that was all due to Mikhail. Like I love that they can, that Booker has that Booker has that guy that can step up.
0: No, I completely agree. It's like, you know, young Scotty Pippen, right? Like, you need that number two guy (laughs) to really help you out. And he's the one who did that. And I think that, you know, to your point, Mikhail scores in spurts and he has some amazing possessions on both sides of the ball. Like he was slashing, he was shooting, he was defending and he had some elite sequences tonight. He had the one where he was slashing to the basket and he scored on the other end. He gets the block. He goes down, he gets a rebound, uh, dishes it out, you know, an offensive rebound. Then he gets the three. And then another one, he hits a three He gets a steal on the next possession. And then he has that transition bounce pass to Cam Johnson. So it's just like, yeah, no, no So, I mean, to your point, like he, he, you don't see him score a bunch, but when he does it, he does it in bunches. Right. And it's just, it's great to see that. And you needed that tonight. Again, DeAndre Ayton is is a solid 18 points a night. And when that goes down, you need somebody to step up and kind of everybody stepped up tonight. But I really think that McHale did a fantastic job. Uh, And then of course, there's everybody's favorite. You know him, you love him. It's jock time.
1: Jesus, this is a nice limo.
0: Yes, it is. Now suck my jock. Landale. Jock had 8 points tonight on 4 of 9 shooting, but they were all jams, I feel like. Like literally everyone was just one of those those uh extenders. It was an extender play. It's like, you know, New Orleans to score four points, boom, quick play to Jock. Uh, they hit a three, boom, quick play to Jock. It's like every time they had any little minute semblance of hope, we made them suck our Jock, Matthew.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he did start out 0 and 3, 0 for 3, but he yeah. doesn't give up. He uses his head. How many times did they get punched in the face tonight? Like, literally, oh, just I like, know, sucked. man. Like, yeah. they're squaring up, man. Like, put was... him up, put him up, see. Yeah, I remember Big V was actually shooting free throws, and I could see Jock over there looking at him. You know, when they just are looking at these dudes up and down, he's like, all right, when am I gonna get my minutes against this guy? He doesn't care, man. He puts himself yes. out there. When I think it's because you get 17 points the game before, then you have like Ryan Rosillo talking about you, like, hey, Spurs, why'd you give him up? It's like you gave yeah. him up because he's a good player. The Spurs are tanking. That's why. That's why. But when that's when that's brought up, I feel like the teams are gonna go after him more physically. They did. Like a jock, like. I felt like in the first half, I was like, "Dude, this guy might have some issues tonight." But then he just he he's he gets through all the the big bodies. He makes sure that like he actually saves his en- a little bit of energy towards the end of the game, where he can outmuscle these guys. And like the other guys, just seem like they kind of give up, right? And I was gonna yeah. ask you too, like, do you think if Zion played, do you think it made a difference? I do. It doesn't matter dude i had to man who keeps asking to drop it on me some guy keeps asking for you to drop it on me kiko all right so i had to do it to you just to prove a point damn i got got
0: um, how does it feel feel terrible I, yeah i just i oh i don't say it. yeah kiko's like thank you void it no that was all lissy he dropped it on me yeah i got got i got it doesn't matter so i guess it doesn't matter um yeah, you get some love in the chat, you know, after Tiger, nice one, Lissy, Blaze Megatron, yes, Lissy, power move. Everyone's like, <laughs> metal Mike's like, burn, jeez. John's, John's going to start crying. <laughs> how, do, how, do, how do I recover from this? How do I recover from this? Oh, well, I guess we'll talk about our bet it, bet on it poll. The Sun's Jam Session. Bet on it. 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 Brought to you by Sahara Bets, the newest place to win some money reminder, Sahara Bets is boosting every Suns game. you got to check out the app on game days to place your bets. Uh, and they're going to do a Suns Jam boost when you go ahead and do that. Uh, our boost this t- today, we put it out on Twitter, so make sure you follow the show, at Suns Jam on Twitter. We said, Devin Booker points bet. And it was over or under 28.5 points. Those who voted on the poll followed Sahara Bets on uh, Twitter and commented with what their answer was, had an opportunity to win. And it was the under. It was the under. And the winner on this one is at Sundress Dunks on Twitter. He's going to win some free bets on Sahara Bets. He said under since he sits out the entire fourth with us up by 25. He probably could have, but Monty Williams still would have brought him back in the game because that's (laughs) just what he does. But uh, congratulations to Sundress Dunks and thank you to Sahara Bets for assisting in funding this show. We appreciate it. And everyone who's, again, hanging out with us, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, If you want to donate in the Super Chat, all that funding comes right back to us so we can create these amazing drops, amazing drops that we have only (laughs) here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. We're just a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Uh, Matthew, question. Mm -hmm. Did you hang out on the subreddit tonight?
1: Yes, I did. Oh,
0: thank God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the podcast. The time of the podcast where one of us goes undercover during the game and we hang out on the opposition's subreddit. That's right. It's time for The Suns Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout.
1: Whoa. Who's that? I'm I'm doing the uh, Taz from WWE or WWF. (laughs) Didn't he used to come out with like a towel on his head?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Taz.
1: I've heard that in years. I just have a towel right here, dude. I forgot to bring something to dress up in, man. Wow. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) I did. <laughs> we're
0: putting towels on our head, apparently. <laughs> uh So, Matthew, what were they saying on the on the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> subreddit?
1: So, I actually started off at halftime, and they said Jalen ah. looks like a clown. Yeah, <laughs> Jalen. Jalen. Uh, what, what's his fucking name on ESPN with the big glasses? Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Yeah. Oh,
0: I wasn't watching the ESPN feed, so like, I watched oh you were. A little, okay. I watched a little bit of the first half, and then I was just like, you know what. <sighs>
1: I just want to go home, so I went to Valley Sports. All right, I, maybe I should have done the same thing. Uh, they said uh, we are so well coached. On paper, the sun should be blowing us out. We ended up doing that, but like I said before, the Pels do kind of look—they look good in the first half, but when you're short-staffed, you know it can't only last that long. Yeah. Um, Jose tired of being disrespected by the refs. Ooh. Love it because he was throwing fits one after he the he always like, throws fits. Those feet.
0: Well, this is, this is great. It's a great, cute. it's a great time to talk about Jose Alvarado, Jose Alvocado, whatever. Uh, yeah. He's just so annoying, man. Like he really is. He's one of those guys who, you know, you, you respect the hustle, right? And and you give him props cause you know, he, he's undersized, but there's just, there's something about his face. A
1: lot. God damn it. I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole.
0: And he's wanting, like, is he a top five punchable face in the yeah, NBA? Has has he, he done that? Because it, it's the look on his face when he's, when, you, when he's stomping around. And I love that they were calling him for fouls. He was trying to run through screens and fall down. And they're like, foul on that dude. Like, I love that.
1: Yeah, and he um he kind of reminds me of the lead singer of like, Rage Against the Machine. He looks like he him. He looks I don't know like him. Yeah, Zach De La, yeah. Rocha?
0: De La Rocha. What's his name? Zach? I'm not
1: sure, but he just reminds me of him for some reason.
0: Yeah, he's um, He's sneaky but he's annoying too. And I love how the Phoenix suns really did a good op. You know, they did a good job. Uh, And this is kind of what they've been doing the front end of the season. Chris Paul's not taking the ball up every time. And they're setting those screens and taking him off of him. So it's like his effectiveness wasn't there. Like it typically is now don't get me wrong. Like you take a look at uh, Jose Alvarado's stat line tonight and he started, he played 29 minutes. He had 14 points, but he was four of 12 from the field. And all those came from beyond the arc where he was four from seven. You know, this is uh your starting point guard. He had three assists, you know, and he had four fouls. So I think that Suns did a really good job, obviously. Now, again, he's typically playing against the second team unit. He'll come out and, and, and play against Chris Paul is what we've seen in the past. But they did a good job just kind of game planning and, and just not letting him affect the game the way that he wanted to. And that makes me happy. I like seeing yeah, him he, on, the, on the sidelines just looking lost. Like You, you can tell Chris
1: Paul sheet. was like, Chris Paul was definitely like, all right, dude, I don't have COVID this time. I'm okay. We can go ahead and play. I had COVID for two weeks or whatever. Yeah. They were apologetic, though, in the subreddit stakeout. They said that I got to apologize to Aiden. I thought he faked an ankle injury after that flop early in the game. I guess he actually was hurt. How sweet of them, right? Oh, well,
0: that's nice of them to talk shit and then be like, well, let me take that back. (laughs) Normally, they just just let it live. No, (laughs) he was hurt, man. Don't be dicks when people get hurt. What are you, the fucking Raptors fan when KD goes down?
1: Yeah, and then I was done after this, dude. I was like, what's the foul difference right now, they said. I'm like, done. You know, they're talking about the fouls. I'm like, dude, just don't even go there. I'm not about the fouls anymore. So once I saw that, I shut my laptop and just went to bed. I'm out of
0: here. (laughs) Well, to that point, personal fouls in this game, the Pelicans committed 21, the Suns committed 18, and from the free throw line, uh, they shot 22 attempts. The Phoenix Suns shot 20, so... Suck
1: it, even. Pelicans. We subreddit. had a one game last game. All right.
0: Yeah, it's like you know what they outshot us from the line for like f- by fifteen, like every fucking game last year in six games, and then they it's somewhat even. They're like, what the hell's going on here? You know what? <laughs> you enough. take that and that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Suns jam session subreddit stakeout. Sponsored by nobody. Insert your name here. (laughs) (laughs) Blaze Megatron in the chat.
1: Dylan Brooks or or Alvarado?
0: Most punchable face.
1: Go. Matthew? For me, it's Alvarado. Dylan Brooks, I know, is right up your alley. I know you're going to choose him, right? I'm going to choose Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Because fuck that guy.
0: The biggest (laughs) flopper in the league. Although they did show highlights during... uh, And maybe it was on the ESPN feed. But they were showing highlights of his hustle plays... Uh, against the Suns in the playoffs last year. Like, look how great he did. And he had that one play where he just like ran into Chris Paul and looked like he got JFK'd in Mm -hmm. Dallas, Texas, circa 1963, just flailing, falling to the floor. And I remember that play. And I remember I'm like, oh, man, just so annoying. And I get it was against Chris Paul, so there will never be any love lost by anybody around the league. But it's just like kind of that Eric Burns quality, you know, some of that fake hustle shit.
1: Yeah, and he couldn't handle that. He couldn't handle that booty of Chris Paul, dude. That's, no, all, no. that's all it says about him. He's just going to handle the booty. Nobody, nobody can handle that
0: booty. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, all right. Time for the Jam Star. I'm not forgetting it on this podcast, <laughs> Matthew. I'm not forgetting it this time. Jam Star of the Game. All right, Jamsters, this is a reminder. If you're listening, uh, look to your left, look to your right, and give somebody a thumbs up. If you're watching along live on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, rate, review, click the Join button, become an Elite Jamster, get exclusive content made by me and primarily Matthew. And let us know in the chat who your Jamstar of the game is. Matthew, uh, it's my turn to go first, right?
1: No, it's my turn. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure? sure. Yeah, I went, I'm, 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 uh, odd. Is it odd? Yeah. Odd numbers. So 15, you're odd. You're, you're odd. Cause I game. went first. I went first. You went second. I went third. Are you sure it's your turn? I don't know. It I'm, doesn't matter. Okay. Then I, I'm so numb to it now. You know what I mean? It's just like another burn on the wrist, dude. Don't go to come cigarette. Just put out
0: another cigarette <laughs> on my forearm. All right. We'll let you go first. Matthew, who's your jam star of the game?
1: Mm, Mikael Bridges.
0: That was pretty easy. After all that, that's all it was.
1: That's all it was. Oh, that. A...
0: All right. Well, let's see. Let's see what the Jamsters are saying. Uh, uh, I like what Kiko says. Whole bench is my Jam Star. <laughs> um, Bridges, cool. the Warden, I like what Juan Arenada says. Busy. Ooh. The b- big step up. Step up by Busy tonight. Really was. <sighs> yeah. Mega Giant says Mikael Bridges. Uh, Crazy Luigi Bridges for the starters and Bismack for the bench. Low Sun says Bridges and put stars around Bridges' names. I like that. Good use of the emojis. Parker Hines says the juice, and he's got the juice emoji. Loving the emojis. You got Blaze Megatron, who's got the Suns Jamstar emoji going on. Uh, That's something you get if you are an elite Jamster. Busy, the bench, Bridges, Warden. But CP3 was sick passing tonight, and that's someone who we didn't talk about. But ever so briefly, only 30 minutes played, only one of seven from the field, but seven points and nine assists playing right into kind of how he's doing Uh, you know, twin number one from Scott Lacey. Yeah. It's gotta be Mikael Bridges. But like I said early, I really, if you're looking outside the box, I really think that uh, Monty Williams deserves a tip of his cap because he really had to uh, adjust on the fly in this game, knowing that DeAndre went out and the fact that Devin Booker was taken out of the game, you know, they purposely went out of their way. So, he, he's like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're just going to uh, adjust accordingly. And adjust they did, and that's what champions do. So hopefully we end up being champions. Or
1: maybe Monty got what he wanted. Maybe he got... Oh. oh
0: I didn't talk go. to that guy all summer. Yeah, I'm glad he Yeah, he's like, oh, today. thank God, Jeez. man. Now I yeah, can but, do what I wanted. Yeah, today, but see, right? now is going to go chug some baby blood. He'll be fine by Sunday. True. I like what Felix says. He says the jerseys. Yeah, oh, perfect. Those, those jersey looked... Real nice, real nice. Um, do you know the next time that we're actually going to see those jerseys, Matthew?
1: It's going to be a while, right? Because we only wear them five times this year, or something like that.
0: No, I think we end up we're wearing them until we wear them a lot. I I was looking at this. I have this. I have this. I have the schedule. Um, because obviously I do all the graphic design on the front end for the pod title and such. (laughs) And whenever we had we play against, or whenever we wear the hardwood classics, if you will, uh, we will have our graphics reflect that um our next time will be November 26th against the Jazz. We wear them a total it looks like of 12 times this year. Sweet. Which is beautiful. Which is beautiful. Awesome. they they need to make those the permanent jerseys, man. We've said it before, but like how great would it be to see them play on Sunday against the Rockets but they're wearing the white version of that, right? Have like they wore that the purple or
1: white? Have they wore the purple or white yet? I don't remember. Because they wore the black, the open up, and then they wore – did they go to purple, purple, and then the throwback throwback? No,
0: I think they won the. They wore the white against the Trailblazers. I think. Okay. I think that, so too. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah. right. Yeah. But, yeah, it's we still have those teal jerseys coming down the pipe that haven't officially been released. We know we're going to see those at some point this season. But man, I just I wish they would bring these jerseys back permanently. They they just need to it. it's it's the it's perfect. It's perfect. And I like the Wild West jerseys better than all Suns ones, but I think like when you look at the screen, the numbers are huge. They're white, you can see them. Whereas like the purple jerseys, the numbers are uh orange and their last names are gray. So it's kind of hard to see. Whereas these when they're standing on the free throw line and you see that two three next to the two five, you know, they're they're standing right next to each other and twins. And you see it just they look so good on the TV screen. And I just wish that we could start a petition. Yeah. Like what what could we do? We could start a petition, we could uh, pick it outside the arena, you know, like we want the you know, the, the, the throwbacks, bring them fullbacks or something. I don't know.
1: I just want a championship. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that too. I mean, I guess I'll I don't know why I said it like I'll, that. I'll get off my my soapbox trying to- <laughs> about trying to get the jerseys. <laughs> um next game sunday night against the houston rockets they're coming to town that's i game three of our uh six game homestand currently they are one in four they are better matthew than the los angeles lakers
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah everyone they did is, play dude. portland
0: tonight did they win that game or lose that game
1: any idea they lost yeah so they they're lost. one in five So they're 1-5 now. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about the Lakers? (laughs) I was just joking. I mean, I was watching highlights. like He's like rocking the baby, Russell Westbrook, and they're going crazy, and they're still losing by like five points to the Wolves. (laughs) So he's a fucking idiot. Um, But yeah, Rockets. (laughs) We can talk
0: about the Rockets if you would like. Yeah, sure. Jalen Green leads them in scoring 22.6 points. Kevin Porter Jr., 21.4. Sanguin is 15.7. Eric Gordon, Jabari Smith. I mean, they're a talented young team. Uh, they're a team that you can't take lightly. You know, they're offensively, they're going to have moments and runs that they're going to put on this Phoenix Suns team. So as long as the Phoenix Suns continue to stick to their mantra of being a team that is ho- focused on defense, on being a team that entered this game tonight, holding the opposition to 104.5, which was third best in the NBA. And again, tonight held the, uh, the Pelicans to 111. Uh, they have the third-best defensive rating in the league. If they stick to that mantra, they're going to be fine. They just got to sustain yeah. the runs that this young team's going to do, knowing that in the fourth quarter, this team will get in its own way. Just don't allow them to get hot from three. It's the only thing I ask when you play these young teams. Guard that perimeter, man. Guard that perimeter.
1: Yeah, but they're they're high-flying, too. And my favorite thing about this team is I think they're getting into it already. You see the Jabari Smith and Jalen Green were getting onto the bench, the little push and shove. And then you yeah. see like Eric, Eric Gordon Alpha. sitting there. Like oh god, like give me. I feel bad. Like him is Kevin Love. He's still with the. Um, is he still with the? Cavs. He's still with the Cavs, right? Yeah. Yeah, but now they're a good team. But like Eric Gordon, get him the hell off that team, dude. Like that's one name. Of course, the Suns are going to look into. I'm sure by a trade deadline, but maybe not. The way they're playing, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., Jalen Green, get into it. You got two young dudes that want to be the alpha male, right? Yep. Right, like that's what's going on there. They. They can't coincide, I don't think, with that on that team. I don't think, I don't know if they can, but I like to see how that develops the season. I know they're not going to win a lot of games. They're going to go for that number one pick um, and then maybe trade one of these two dudes because I don't know if you can have those two guys. It's kind of like maybe like a Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum kind of thing. Yeah, but, but a then lot also less Jaylen... structure
0: around it, right?
1: Yeah, but then Jalen Brown is like kind of more to himself. He's not really kind of like the alpha male guy. I don't think Jason Tatum is either. So maybe that's why it works, but these two guys, I think that they just want to be the number one on that team. A
0: hundred percent. The problem with that team is they got too many juniors, right? Kevin Porter Jr., yeah, it's Smith Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., just they Tai Washington Jr. Like
1: it's like we know you're born and you have a dad, a dad, dad somewhere. You. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: nothing's worse though than that year in the NFL where everybody was a senior, right? So oh my Terrell, God. Terrell Pryor, senior. I'm like, I get it. You had to see you him after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Smith senior. Like that was yeah. an annoying year. I'm like, why is everyone all a senior? Like, I get it. You're a pops. Okay, carry on. So yeah, that's frustrating. Suns that's win that game, right? I hate
1: it. Uh, yes, yes. Back on track after a uh, fairly yeah. solid win, the Suns get back on track.
0: Yeah, they get right back on track after blowing out three consecutive teams that were uh, everybody that that they'll get no credit for. No one will talk what about the Suns. It now. Granted, the Suns. I think I was I was doing a little research today. ESPN has them third in the power rank. Bleacher Report has them four because they're idiots. Uh, And again, like, they're a team that's just there, but, like, no one cares. And that's okay. Dude, say – have that mentality. Have that mentality of just, you know what? We're just going to have that bunker mentality. No one's going to believe in us. We're just going to be like, you know, oh, yeah, they were good last year. Oh, and they went to the finals Mm -hmm. year before. But whatever. They're not really good. It's like they have the reps now that they could be really, really dangerous. But I I like what I'm seeing so far from the team, especially from that bench, man. That bench is just – unbelievably surprising to me thus far this season. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Just get the wins. That's all that matters. And uh, you know what? That game against Portland, they did lose that one. That was a close one. I guess Portland mm-hmm. is looking pretty good. They have some hidden talent on that team. But
0: Dame is now injured.
1: Did he get hurt? Yeah. He's out oh, one yeah, two weeks in a the cast won
0: tonight. Yeah. They still won. Well, because they're uh, playing the fucking rockets. That's fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, just really quick though, I think the way the Suns are playing right now is perfect. It's kind of just under the radar. I hated how we went into the playoffs last year. Yes. were going to win the championship like fuck. I don't like this at all. I was so. talking
0: to uh uh Cole, his at Suns report on Twitter, right? He gave me a call today and he had some questions. He's currently at Colorado University and he's taking a sports writing class and he had some questions. He wanted to talk about the Suns and that's one of the things that I talked about. I'm like, you know, the Suns last season uh were another, you know, it was the, them against the world, right? Because all the information kind of came out about Robert Sarver and they had a create that bunker mentality. And they used a lot of those milestones throughout the season as an opportunity to just kind of band together. Right. Like let's get Monty to the all-star game. Let's win 64 games. Let's get Dem Booker player of the week, player yeah. of the month. And then they, and so they, that's how they kind of, uh, you know, us against the world. And then they went to the playoffs and everybody was just like, okay, like the Suns are going to kick ass in the playoffs. The question is who, who's who's going to at least show up and play kind of good. Right. And they, it was the first time they had truly played with expectations exactly like that, right? There's no other time in Devin Booker's career where he was just clearly the odds-on favorite for everything. But that that's also a learning experience. They now know how to navigate that if and when they have to navigate that kind of thing again. If the national pundits start sucking off the Suns, guess what? They know how to deal with it now. And I think that's very important for this team moving forward. That, that is what you call, that's a little thing you call experience.
1: And if you're moving forward too as the Suns, like... You are learning from last year, but also like everyone flip flops, anyways. You're right. right? I mean, it's everything that's kind of new that everybody that's winning. I mean, there's so many times where this team, even the beginning of the year, dude, everyone was saying, "Oh no, they're gonna fall apart." It's like, dude, it's the same fucking team that just won 64 games Mm -hmm. and they got better. Like, how are they gonna be bad this year? Oh wait, John picked them 49 wins.
0: Yeah, I just picked them (laughs) winning 49 wins. That's why. (laughs) Did you you tell that guy to prove me wrong? Did you tell that guy in the interview or whatever? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's gonna reach out to you too. So, really? You better, yeah, you better be ready. All right. I better write. Yeah, you better write something. Anything. <laughs> Fuck. All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for joining the Suns Jam Session podcast, the best postgame podcast on Planet Orange. We'll be coming to you live again on Sunday following the Houston Rockets game. What's the Sunday night football game that we're not going to watch?
1: Oh, let me see. I can see really quick. Yeah. Um, you, you look that up. I know the Cowboys play at 10 o'clock, right? So, Do you, oh, you have a morning game? I think, yeah, yeah. I love the morning games, dude.
0: Oh, yeah, because you just get it over with. Like, I always have to wait till one in the afternoon for the Cardinals to play. That's the last week. And I think it's the last week of it. The next week after that's when everything around the country moves. So, like, the football games start at 11 p.m. or 11 Uh a.m. and like 2 p.m. We'll
1: watch the game. Uh, The Bills and Packers. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, um, yeah, Cardinals play 10. Okay.
0: Hell yeah. So, join us then. Make sure you follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. At Sun's Jam, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Darth Void, and that's where you can find all of my uh, very boring analytical tweets. And you can also read my writing on BrightSideOfTheSun.com. And you can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lucy, and that's all you can do. Hey. Just follow him, follow him around, say hi to him, follow
1: me around, check out the Amsterdam. I'm actually thinking about doing a uh, overview. You know, <laughs> people just have questions, I guess, about I it. So we're, I'm going to do like just a walkthrough of it. Uh, just one i'm gonna try to push through this you know I'm, I'm struggling here i'm trying to get this thing lifted off the ground a little bit just a little bit and just see what people you know think so i'm just gonna do some walkthroughs live so if anybody wants to join me maybe tomorrow or sunday i'll do a little live walkthrough to show you how fun it is to be in jamsterdam jamsterdam and contribute
0: there you go. So if you want to know how is working, stay tuned. Make sure you follow the show. If you're if you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, thank you for watching live. Again, if you're listening, give us a five star review. And uh I won't tune into those, Matthew.
1: Of course you won't. Because I'll be I already know what to do. You're not even in there.
0: Oh, I'm not. Give me the code.
1: <laughs> There's no code. I All don't even right. to get in there.
0: Yeah, I, I I need to watch the tutorials. Okay, okay, go home. And love your... Go home and love your jamsterdam, all that stuff. We'll see you.